Welcome to the TFD Show. I am Brian. Along with me is my great friend, Matt. Say hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. <laughs> of course. That, uh, thank yeah, you for just... listening. Thank you for listening wherever you are, whenever you are, because you don't have to be listening you know, immediately when this posts. Um, <laughs> but welcome to the first show of the 2020 year. Uh, new decade. Lots of great, exciting things are coming up. Um, but I think we should take a, a small moment of silence. Uh, today is January 26th. And today we lost an icon in the NBA, in the sports realm. And that was uh, Kobe Bryant. And his lovely daughter passed away today. And another family as well. And it's tragedy, I think. It's just a tragedy. So, Yes, uh, moment of silence would be good. Uh, Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's uh, um, de- definitely definitely not you know, it, it definitely not news anybody wants to hear on their day, especially you know this. I guess it's weird to say this early in the year. You know, last week, a week before, we lost you know uh, the Rock's father, uh, you know Soul Man, and you know uh, I was talking to the wife about it a little bit, and yeah, you know it's obviously it's it's a tragedy anytime somebody dies unexpectedly in an accident of some kind and just because they weren't a celebrity doesn't mean they don't deserve the you know the uh, the, the memory and the and the condolences however as a celebrity mm-hmm. a lot of these people have platforms that can reach much further than the average person so you look at it on the scale of how many lives do they affect how many pathways do they pave like look at you know soul man for example he he was one of the first African Americans that really paved the way for uh, you know, African Americans in wrestling, and yeah, um, very you know, true. it was very, very uh, inspirational. Kobe, obviously, if anybody knows anything about Kobe, you know that he's always remembered for his work ethic, and he was always the hardest worker in the room, and he just had that you know that 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 killer mentality that always forced him to push himself further, and you know it's really a something inspirational for people to aspire to in any aspect of life, whether it's athletics, academics, family, anything. And, um, you know, I think when you look at it from that perspective, it's, it's a, it's a huge, huge, huge loss. Um, you know, for what he meant to the sports world and to, you know, our generation in general. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially with, uh, Rocky Johnson, soul man. I mean, those are pivotal. These are pivotal individuals who, like you said, had a, a platform that were able to expand, like Rocky did, um, as well as Kobe moved. Um, just so many individuals to perform at their best, to reach for goals that maybe they weren't striving for before. But you know, like you said in the beginning, uh, loss of life in any respect, be if, you know, if you're a celebrity or family or someone close, it's a tragedy. And it's just simply disheartening to hear these, you know, even if you're not famous, it's it's all a loss and it, it truly does hurt. And um, a lot of people are mourning. A lot of people were touched. I was touched. I mean, I grew up watching him. Yeah. I grew up with wrestling. I saw all the old films. My dad told me about Rocky Johnson. Like, those things like do affect you. And we're in a generation now, it's this new generation, the soon to be, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, the alpha, um, you know, generation alpha, 
I mean, they're going to be affected by things so intimately and so immediately with technology. Do you know that that's what they're calling the next generation? The generation now, your son, Marcus, and my soon-to-be-born daughter, who is a week late. <laughs> she's taking her sweet time. Is the alpha generation because they I, have I, I all did, this technology. I did not know that. It makes sense, but um, I was going to ask you when you finished your your bit there, but thank you for explaining it. <laughs> I did not know what that was. <laughs> My wife told me about it. My wife was discussing it because we we're looking at like, you know, the generations were millennials, but like they're going to be handling so much new technology that, you know, they could. My our, our cousin's uh, little daughter, who's two and a half, three years old, she, she talks to Google like if it's another person and Google responds and plays her music and, you know, puts on the show instantaneously. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't have that when I was four. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember I noticed that with uh, <clears throat> with my niece, uh, Marissa, when she was, I think, like one and a half or two years old, she knew how to unlock and use an iPad. So, yeah, it's a definitely a little bit different i mean when we were growing up we the most we had to figure out was like how to put the chain back on the bike when it fell off <laughs> oh and wasn't that a pain especially if you're in a rush it, it was it wasn't a pain it was a pain actually because when you would go to put it back on you did it wrong you pretty much lost the fingernail <laughs> oh multiple I almost lost the finger yeah so uh painful was the correct word to use <laughs> damn right oh man besides the i mean i also grew up i mean i we had a i had a a mini bike and <laughs> go-karts and things and those chains then you're trying to like put the chain back on but you're trying not to burn your hand because that two-stroke motor is really hot because you've been running it all day in the middle of the summer yeah Woo. i mean it's a good good thing that you know you didn't get you know burned too bad before you just crashed it anyway so that's very true and i almost you know yeah. broke my spine in a way <laughs> if, if we had video then that would so be on instagram right now yeah it would be i think i think uh there's a lot of young life events that we had that would have been very Instagram worthy uh, had that been around at the time. But I guess I'm kind of glad it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of them are pretty ridiculous. So, very true. I, you know what? That's even better. I would have had, video, I would have had videos of me shooting a, uh, a stop sign and a construction barrier with a potato launcher. So, you know, <laughs> that would have circulated pretty quick. If anything, that's evidence. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I'm glad it didn't circulate. Yes. Very glad we didn't have all of those things. There's multiple things we did a similar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel I, I feel like it somehow would have offended somebody. <laughs> so of course you can't you can't walk down the street without offending somebody. That's true. As as today, I I went out to the gym and, and the the grocery store and the box outside the post office because it's Sunday and you know, the post office is closed. But I proudly wore my Miami Dolphins sweater and I get looks all the time up here in New England because people think I'm I don't know strange. I offend them. I feel like yeah, I feel like they're not really offended as much as they just want to fight you. <laughs> That's true. I don't think you're hurting their feelings. I think you're just, you just just look like a jerk. <laughs> but you know, just the, it's the same look that, that we that we gave them when they were coming out of Miami. So, little snowbirds. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So speaking of snowbirds, man, you guys, uh, you sent me some of those pictures a couple weeks ago. You got some, uh, got some good snow there, huh? We did. Unfortunately, I didn't get to take advantage of it. Um, but yeah, last week we got a, a good four or five inches of snow uh, hit us. Uh, it was pretty nice. Yeah, at least you got at least you got winter weather. We are sitting here in the 40s, dipping down to the 30s, 20s in the mornings, and it's just either raining somehow or bright and sunny, which really isn't too. I'm not really complaining about that. 
<clears throat> problem is it's not snowing in the mountains yet. And so I have not had a chance to snowboard once this year. Not even the, not even the possibility to do it. Because That's so crazy. So it's definitely, a, definitely an interesting year. Supposedly, it's supposed to get pretty rough in February. But um, you know, until then, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hope, hopefully, get a little bit of winter weather. Yeah. Actually, uh, last weekend, uh, my wife's cousin, Irve, shout out to West Boston uh, Fit Body Boot Camp. He uh, took his squad um, and some members out to Wachusett Mountain. And they had a large group, and they were able to go snowboarding because it was during the time when that uh, four to five inches had just started. So on the mountain, it's like 20 degrees, 19 degrees. They were getting fresh powder up there, and he said it was choice. Like He was, ba- he was able to turn, do his heel-to-toe turns with a way better ease. Um, I, I'm a little sad I missed it. I was staying home. As I, you know, If you've been listening or if you're uh, familiar with us, my wife is still pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and it was during her due date, so I was, I was adamant I wanted to stay home, be with her, near her, in case you know things were gonna go happen and nature was gonna take its course. But we are still waiting. <laughs> that is something, man. I mean, eight days. It's getting there. I know, yeah. I know, eight days. But everything's still going good. She's healthy. Yeah. She's strong. Um, the midwife. We just had our checkup a few days ago. It was Thursday that had just passed. And we're good. And she she's going along. She today she did have some you know some cramps and con, some contractions. She believes so. I think it's building. I think it's just a longer. It's our first baby. You know, I statistically read that the first one does usually come you know late. Um. So you know, I think it's just you know her body's first time getting ready for that baby. Yeah. Yeah, it happens, man. Um. You know that that's what uh, my wife said the same thing that when uh when it's your first baby, it's usually a little bit longer. <clears throat> Our baby was, you know, a little bit early by a few days, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you just, you just never know, you know, we had, we had dozens of false alarms and then, you know, I remember that morning, finally, she just woke up at like seven and was like, okay, it's today. And we left. <laughs> that was, <laughs> and that was it. That must've been an interesting breakfast. It was. Yeah, like, it was. Some coffee. No, I gotta go. Yeah. But she did, she did still eat her, her, uh, her blueberry waffles with maple syrup before leaving. She was not going to let, uh, some baby stop her meeting. Mm, yeah. Very nice blueberry yeah. waffles. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would I would love to actually. So this weekend supposedly was a decent weekend for snowboarding on artificial snow because mm-hmm. it was just super cold and they had a nice base. I think they did get like two or three inches over the past week of like flurries, but of course it would be a great weekend to go. But no, I'm on emergency response duty for work, which means I'm on call 24 hours a day. For this entire week, and I wow. yep, and I really can't go anywhere more than like an hour from uh, um, from the county, just in case something comes through. I'm sure. I mean, that's what happens, man. You're on the grind. You're a professional. You got to stay on top of everything at work. The my brother has similar cases where he uh, he's a software engineer. He he works uh, IT, and he's got to stay at the ready, be by his computer, or have his laptop on the go with him. And has to be able to jump on emergency response when he's on call. I I see that. Yeah. When I have the hospital, sometimes I'm on overnights, and sometimes I have the weekend call, and you got to be at least thirty minutes uh, out from the hospital when you're on call. Those are tough times. You got to miss out on some things. Yeah, hoping February is going to drop some good snow though, um, and hopefully get out there in a in a week or so. That'd be nice. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see, man. 
Um, So back to, back to sports for a few minutes. Um, I don't know if you were keeping up with uh, Zion's re-debut after his, uh, after his surgery. I did see some highlights the other day. Yeah. What do you want to talk about him? Just, I mean, is it, is, is the hype, you know, validated or are we dealing with like a flash in the pan type of thing? Ooh, I don't know. It's too early to tell, I think, but he showed a lot of promise. I mean, he does look, I mean, he's, he looks like a linebacker. Like he's about to truck somebody. He's He's got so much physical momentum when he goes to the rack, but he does have some smooth layups. He has, uh, he had a good shot in his first debut game. He went four for four from downtown. Um, He's got tremendous hops. I mean, I think it's too early to tell. It's not, it's, and people want to compare him to LeBron, and I think that's unfair. Oh, that's it's like you know, like the same respect as comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan. Just the style of game is different. Um, I think IQ-wise, LeBron came in a little bit more knowledgeable, and I think Zion still has a ways to go when it comes to like the game and how it's played. But I think his natural instincts are great. So I don't know. I'm still I'm on reserve judgment. I'm not sure it's a flash in the pan yet. Um, you know, I think he did great, and he was exciting to watch. I got, I, I caught some of that, uh, some of that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree there. I'm, I'm hoping he's not like a Greg Oden type deal. Oh, you know, where it was, you know, this guy, this number one pick, going to be the next big thing, the next big center. And I mean, poor guy. I mean, feel bad for him. He was always injured. Guy's body was made of glass. Um, you know, and that that can't have a career in sports when you are injured every season. So true. And just, I I think the reason I draw that comparison is just because he's been in the league for, he was in there for what a month and he already had to have the knee surgery, which was obviously a lingering issue. And I feel like the reason he didn't get anything done to it before was because, you know, before the NBA surgeries are expensive. Um, That's true. Why not wait till you get drafted? And then, yeah, it it, it makes total sense. It's just, it's, it's so early in his career to already have a major surgery or however you want to address a major moderate surgery on a vital joint. You know, if it was his, if it was, you know, something in his shoulder or an elbow or wrist, okay, you can easily work around that. But when you are a, you know, small forward power forward in the NBA, you kind of need your knees. And it just makes me wonder, man, I hope that doesn't turn into, you know, a, um, a degrading issue where it starts to wear on him over over time in a short period of time and affect his career. So that's kind of where my head was at. I'm not saying he's a bust in terms of his talent, but just, uh, you know, such an, such a major issue for so early in the career is kind of, you know, makes you kind of nervous. I think. That's true. I mean, but take a look at this. I mean, president, uh, you want to compare him? Let's go. Michael Jordan. I mean, he got, he got hurt in the 85, 86. He broke his foot. He missed like almost the whole season. He came back pretty good. That's true. Yeah, and uh, but again, Jordan weighed what two hundred and ten pounds. That's true. He wasn't like three hundred, like or two eighty. Exactly. This guy's carrying a ton of weight on him, and um, you know when you've got that much weight landing on your knee every time you jump, that's going to wear a lot more than a you know a two a two hundred five pound. Remember in the eighties, Jordan was super lanky. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was skinny. He didn't put on weight till further in his career. No. But maybe Zion, you know, with the way 
sports rehabilitation and the way they take care of their bodies now. I mean, look at LeBron and yeah, all these other athletes. They have all these um, – they put a lot of investment into their bodies, and someone should be able to get to him and, and start working with him now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, and I think that uh, I think that the uh, strength and conditioning team needs to work with him on on shedding some of that weight. I mean, I know it's obviously a good advantage when you can back someone down in the post, but if he can, if he can kind of condense a little bit and just be, oh man, it's hard to draw a comparison, but I guess almost like a LeBron type body, um, you know, just a little more dense, and um, that might aid a lot in taking the stress off of his joints. Yeah, I think it's a something that any uh, athlete needs to go through. True. No, I agree with you. I and I, 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 I would hope that they uh they would do that and like try to help him lean out a little bit more reduce yeah. that weight but i think he's i think he has a this guy's the limit obviously like all the other people like all right so uh john morant like kid from the grizzlies oh he's yeah phenomenal. that kid is great yeah. look at the unrestricted the unrestricted free agent that they got the undrafted free agent from uh, the heat yeah none <laughs> phenomenal that guy has hops and can shoot it and he shoots it like a veteran with people in his face yeah it's ridiculous yeah speaking of the heat man that what a season huh oh yeah hometown alert we're gonna go hometown alert yeah we are number two in the east <laughs> Woo! i think we're Jimmy the, Butler is, the best home record in the league i think we're, yeah, 20, we're 20, 20 and two or 20 21 and two something like that yeah we're 20 and two yeah we it's do ridiculous. we do have the best record absolutely in the ridiculous and, I'm telling you, man, I think this new decade is a decade of the heat. I think it is. They man. Look, a lot of young talent. Yep. And I, let me tell you, man, I didn't know, I, you know, because up here we don't get all the heat games. So I watched them, you know, very intermittently. But I've never, I didn't know that Bam could run the floor. Like, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know he was a ball handler like, like that. And, and I'm sitting here watching the, the game uh, the other night they had where they ended up losing. But, um, to uh, what was it to the Clippers? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, I saw the game too. I mean, it's, it's, it's Kawhi, and of course, he was going to go off. Um, hey, they kept but, it interesting, man. They kept it they, good. They were able to come back. They kept it very interesting, and and I and this one play, I'm I'm kind of holding the baby, and I turn around, I look at the TV, and I see this dude bringing the ball up the floor from like the three quarter court line, and I'm like, well, that doesn't. Who's that? That's not that's not Dion. That's not Jimmy because Jimmy got hurt. Who, who is mm-hmm. oh my god that's bam <laughs> and he was moving like a point guard he get had that quick outlet to dion uh to to dion who hit the uh the three yeah that was after dion had those two blocks yes oh, that was ridiculous <laughs> yeah good for dion though yeah. man dion waiters had a, a, a rough start to this year especially with all the talk but he didn't let it get to him and he came in and played rough and hard yeah he's he's definitely uh you know it's been a rough couple of years for him really with the heat um true you know, he's, he really, I, I don't, for lack of a better term, really hasn't been welcomed with open arms. Um, you know, cause he, I, I think his, his ethic was questionable. His, um, and his physical fitness was always a little questionable. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he looks like he's turned it around this season and really, um, he's, he's playing ball now. And now I think with him and Jimmy Butler and, um, Tyler Harrow, it's, it's a, it's a good backcourt, man. It's a real good backcourt. I, they've been amazingly. That's why, I like, I think this new this new decade is gonna be one to one to watch with the Heat, man, because they have so much young talent and so much promise. But here, I wanna I wanna switch over. Uh, so you, I know I'm more of a baseball fan, 
But have you heard or listened to any of the talk about the the Astros cheating scandal? You know, I, I saw an article about it, but I, I, I'm I'm not just I'm just not that big of a of a baseball fan. Like I love playing baseball. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite oh, sports yeah. to play. But watch, I'm just following the league and watching. It's just I've never really gotten into it. But I did see the article that mentioned. I meant to read it and then I didn't because I saw something more interesting. But uh, go ahead and talk about it. All right. So um, apparently, uh, you know, using the Astros are using technology uh, to coordinate uh, their batters that they were able to read the pitches and they would get the signs. They would steal the signs for the pitches, relay them to the batters, and then all of a sudden, they the the Dodgers who were immensely great at pitching, who were shutting down the Astros from one game, from like the first two games to the next throughout the series, all of a sudden they couldn't pitch anything. And then the Astros were rocking them out of the stadium. Like every home run was like just peanuts to them. And it turns out they were, they were stealing signs using video technology and like i watches like the iPhone watch. So they, so they, so they Belichick them. Okay. Ba- basically. Yes. Yes. It's, it's similar <laughs> to the Belichick thing. Nice. But and like, I mean, people try to steal signs. You try to interpret. Oh man, man! I think this. I think he's coming with a fastball. Let me send him the signal. Rub my nose. Scratch my earlobe. You know, <laughs> relay it to the guy. But no, they had like wires and things under their shirts and jerseys. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Well, well, to to quote Joy Taylor, uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. So shout out to Joy Taylor if you're listening. Yeah, likely not. Um, but she may one day. She may one day and maybe hear this recording. And we have never forgotten that lesson, Joy. We have never forgotten never. it. Never. So much wisdom. <laughs> so much wisdom. <laughs> Two things I'll always learn from her is you're not cheating, you're not trying, and Derek Rose doesn't play basketball. Till today. <laughs> Till today, apparently. Yeah. I mean, that was back, you know, Cleveland days and uh and uh Bulls days. When he was yeah, when he was broken with Chicago near the end, yeah, and uh, you know, but it is good to see him recover, though. That uh, that is something that I'd like to say. That um, oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing that so he's he's he's, he's been went through a lot on fire. <laughs> he's gone through a lot in his career, and he's always been hurt. So it's kind of good to see him go on a run where he's kind of injury free, and uh, just you know playing some ball, man. Yeah, man. Oh, let's uh, we'll, we'll continue on the sports train since we do have a lot of we have ample. Uh, substance to go over with but super bowl's coming yeah unfortunately your team the green bay packers were not able to defeat the 49ers and i think there was a wager would you mind elaborating on a wager you had with a friend of ours <laughs> there there was there is a wager yes uh our friend anthony crock um he's a massive 49ers fan for some unknown reason um since he lives in uh where is he in, uh, in Fort, Fort Wayne, something like that? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, there you go. I figured he'd be a Colts fan, but I mean, he grew up in the '90s. Everybody's got their team. That, that's true. That's true. He he was probably a Jerry Rice fan, like everybody else was. Joe Montana. Uh, of course. So we did place a wager because I knew that was his team, and I really had confidence in the Packers. Um, that we bet a bottle of uh, Woodford Reserve, which is a fantastic, fantastic drink. Uh, if you have not tried it, I suggest it. It is a. Um, Truly exceptional uh, spirit. So I, it seems I owe him one. And I know we've been talking about planning to, for all of us to get together, um, you know, maybe sometime towards the end of summer. And um, I will live up to my bet and I will buy him his bottle of uh, Woodford. 
Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll just split the bottle three ways, and I won't really feel like I lost a wager. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. But it it was funny, especially when I, I started watching the game a little bit at a at a friend's house. Uh, we had a small uh, get together and like a lunch, and oh my gosh, what happened to your poor Green Bay Packers? <laughs> well, you know, I was excited for the first I don't know first two possessions of the game. When the Niners went three and out, and then Green Bay took over, I'm thinking, man, look at that. Their defense came to play. And then they were down like 27 to nothing by half. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I know San Francisco has a hell of a run game. Um, can't take that away from them. I mean, they, I think they had more running yards. I think, that, I think they're one – what's his name? They're, they're one running back. I always forget that guy's name. Mostert. Yes, him. I think he had more yards than the entire Green Bay offense. Um, Every time he touched the ball, it was the first down guarantee. It, it was, was like running like 15 a clip. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I think it's their year, and I'm happy for them. I mean, I've, I was a Niners fan when I was a kid, and everybody, I think everybody liked, you know, Steve Young, Joe Montana, and uh, and the Jerry Rice days, you know, people from our, oh, I, from our generation. I loved staying up to watch those. My dad would let me, oh, I got to go to bed. I got school tomorrow. Uh, Super Bowl, you stay up, you watch it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Uh, I want to see him do good. So you said, uh, you're going with the NFC. You're going with the Niners. I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna put my money there. All right. I don't have any money, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think the the Chiefs will be able to pull it off, and Patrick Mahomes is gonna win one for State Farm. <laughs> That's right, man. That I was, was really <laughs> would have been such a great match. I was really hoping it would be a State Farm Bowl. I wanted Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, but I'm only gonna get half of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's always next year. But uh, but yeah, that that would have been an amazing. I mean, I think the commercial just would have exploded after that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, well, brother, they probably would have had the guy who plays like the agent actually at the game. That's what, like, was, that's what I was thinking. They would have to have him make a cameo of some kind, or like at the halftime show, <laughs> like just play the commercial. If he came down tandem, like in like a, a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> like a state farm parachute and it comes down tandem and unbuckles and he brings the trophy. That would have been insane. There's so much marketing. Awesome. So much marketing potential there. I know. Oh, the, uh, the NFL lost money by not having that happen. They did. <laughs> um, well, bro, it was good catching up with you. Um, I am back to baby duty. So uh, I think we can schedule our next, our next cast for, I guess, midweek sometime. Hopefully you'll have a baby by then. And I hope so too. You can, you can talk about it. Not gonna lie, I'm getting a little jealous. You, you see a couple of posts of you and Marcus, and you're hugging them and you're holding them. And I'm like, man, I want to hug and hold my baby too. My wife is getting all the hugs internally, of course, because the baby's still in uterus. But I'm a little jealous. But well, uh, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, no, we're uh, we're gonna be having multiple casts coming up now, and uh, it's good to hear from you. Good catching up, brother. Likewise. Everybody, thank you for listening and take care. Bye.